Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. This week, I'm going to talk about Subhash Chandra, the promoter of ZTV, a brilliant entrepreneur, but known for dodgy business practices and, like I call it, a man with nine lives. By any reckoning, Subhash Chandra is a maverick entrepreneur who's brought in businesses for the first time in India. He took risks and he got into areas that nobody even dreamed of, whether it was something like uh, laminated packaging, where he set up one of the biggest companies in the world, or getting the private sector into television news, or setting up giant theme parks and water parks that everybody has enjoyed. He's also attempted to launch a private satellite communication network and a private cricket league to rival BCCI. He has friends in all the right places across the political spectrum, was himself a member of parliament. All this helps. But the road to achieving his goals of rapid growth, quick riches and diversification has always been suspect, controversial and dogged by investigations and controversies. In fact, it's almost like his posture for changing his name every few years. Yes, believe it or not, over the last three decades, he has variously called himself Subhash Goel, Subhash Goenka, Chandra Goel, or simply Subhash Chandra, which has stuck for a while now. In fact, in the myriad new businesses that he launches are almost matched by the number of investigations into his business dealings and dodgy practices. This has gone on for 30 years. In fact, going right back to the 80s, when he was into rice exports and made his first money. But like I said, political clout and networking ability has allowed him to brush off regulatory and enforcement action, however serious, with tiring regularity. So where others would have just collapsed, he just bounces back, brushes it off, and on to a new business, new issue, and of course, new controversy. This time, merits a discussion because it seems a little different. The Securities and Exchange Board of India has taken an action that could actually hurt Subhashchandra and his family. So SEBI in its order has restrained him and Puneet Goenka from holding, Puneet Goenka is his son, holding directorship or key managerial positions in any listed entity for a period of time. This was an order issued on 12th June, where SEBI has made lots of serious and very detailed charges it's there in the order, but primarily accusing them of diverting funds. So the allegation that has happened over and over again, like I said, over the decades. This time it's combined with an earlier order of 25th April. This was an interim order in Shokas notice in a company called Shripur Gold Refinery. Yes, he was in gold refinery also way back starting from 1985-86 when he got this company listed. In this case, SEBI has barred its promoter, Amit Goenka, who is Subhash Chandra's son, and six others. They've been stopped from selling, disposing, or diluting their shareholding in this company. Charges here again, very detailed, are misrepresentation of financial statements and diversification of funds in a nutshell. Now, all this may have serious implications this time for a big deal that is crucial to the future of Z, which is the Sony Z merger, which was announced in 2021. Sony Corporation came in as a sort of white knight after yet another controversy and fracas at Z Entertainment Enterprises between the promoter group, as always, and one of its biggest backers, Invesco Developing Market Funds, 
which had come in with an 11% shareholding. Now, this institutional investor suddenly said, sorry, we have had enough. Puneet Goenka has to be thrown out as a managing director. Typically, Z fought back, checkmated Invesco and brought in Sony as a sort of white knight. There would be a merger and Puneet Goenka would continue to lead operations. All that is in doubt if SEBI's order sticks. Now, typically, the Subhash Chandra group has obviously appealed the order and gone before the Securities Appellate Tribunal. They have not got an immediate stay. Instead, SAT heard them and reserved its orders on 27 June, a couple of days ago. Now, reserved orders, you know, can be announced anytime. So things may change tomorrow. But as of now, there is a question mark. This is all very important for these millions of investors who have come into the market during the COVID lockdown. Because many of them don't know this long background of this group and may be shocked at the extent of wrongdoing or diversion of funds, wonder what's going on. So let's take a look at this issue. We'll start with the current situation and action and go back a little to talk about what has happened and what they've got away with. So SEBI's order, like I said earlier, has some eye-popping allegations against the Z promoter group. These are based on a detailed report by the National Stock Exchange, followed by a forensic audit by KPMG Assurance and Consulting. So SEBI's order is full of graphs and charts of the kind that consulting firms put out to link, make all the links, create the chain, dot the I's, cross the T's, it's all there. All this, of course, gets thrown out at the appellate if possible, but let's see what happens this time. Now, let's go back to when this started. In 2019, Z Entertainment pledged a 200 crore fixed deposit with Yes Bank. This was against loans given by Yes Bank to seven infrastructure companies controlled by the promoter group. I'm not going to complicate this video blog with too many names. If you are interested in names and details, you have to read the SEBI order. It's all there, right? So in a nutshell, the action here was that money was pledged, 200 crores from a listed company. This needed board sanction. Board wasn't even informed. And predictably, the seven infrastructure companies failed to pay. Yes, Bank adjusted the fixed deposit. Now, that money had to go back to Z. So obviously, the board was still not informed. Instead, a huge layering and diversification uh, chain was created once again to pass out more money from the group, layer it through various entities, bring it back and say that this FD or the loan was repaid. This passed muster with the auditors and the board finally got to know about it. Two directors were furious and resigned. That's when Invesco also got a little irritated and began to ask questions. Now, let's keep that as it is and go to the other order, Chishirpur Gold. This is a company, like I said, controlled by Amit and Puneet Goenka. Its system, it is accused by SEBI of systematically diverting several hundred crore rupees to group entities within the family. Sidpur Gold, like I said, was listed in 1985-86. Yeah, that long back, he looked at this as a business. Its operations have been suspended since February 2020. In this case, the highlight is a 400 crore loan that was diverted to a host of promoter entities. Now, SEBI's order gets into details, but in a nutshell, money went to a company called Ultra Rex Traders. It also went to a company called Ekmart. 
these two also lent to one another. Now, Ekmart decided that it's going to drag Alterex to the bankruptcy and insolvency court. How and why? Because both are borrowers. Both are borrowed from Sherpur. Let's not get into that. It was a brazen action within a group. Never happens before when both are borrowing from Sherpur. The idea is to game the bankruptcy process. This is on an amount as low as 50 crore when the total borrowing from Shirpur was 400 crore. Shirpur remained silent, did not enter, didn't want to say anything because the bankruptcy action would have closed the obligation and the money would have remained within the family enterprises. Sebi calls this an elaborate scheme geared to divert assets to family enterprises, which it is. Now, we'll wait to see what SAT thinks of these stunning charges. And it may be instructive for new investors who are going to keep investing in this group to look at what has happened in the past and how none of the investigations opened up against the group have actually managed to materialize into any kind of action. So we go back to the Ketan Parikh scam of 2000. C Telefilms was one of the top 10 companies, which were known as K10 stocks, ramped up by stockbroker Ketan Parikh until he collapsed. The collapse led to this big security scam a second time. A joint parliamentary committee was set up within 10 years after the 92 Harshit Mehta scam. Detailed investigations were carried out by all agencies, including the Enforcement Directorate. The JPC asked questions. SEBI was investigating. And the report says that Subhash Chandra had diverted from his companies to 515 crores to Ketan Parikh for market operations, which means ramping of the stock price. He had also borrowed 256 crore from Global Trust Bank, which was again given for market ramping operations. If that weren't enough, when Ketan Parikh was in trouble, they decided that saving him was important. So Z was again borrowing and pumping money to help bail out Ketan Parikh. And this money was rooted through Global Trust Bank, which was one of the Ketan stocks, which was prime. Now, it's another matter that Global Trust Bank also collapsed in July 2003. And because banks, you know, ended up being saved, it was forced merged with the public sector bank. The JPC report has all the details, but the JPC did something very interesting because there were powerful corporates involved. All the allegations against them, many of them documented, and but no action. JPC then began to complain that we didn't have the benefit of a multidisciplinary committee of the kind that was set up in 92, which was called the Janke Raman Committee. So these detailed investigations should be conducted by the capital market regulator and dumped it on SEBI. Nobody stopped JPC for asking for this committee to be set up, but that's how Indian systems work. Once it came to SEBI, things began to get delayed, began to drag. Even the enforcement directorate and other investigative agencies lost interest because the report was out, the drama in parliament was over, MPs couldn't care less. Then, after everything has sort of quietened down, in 2008, a full-time member of SEBI does something amazing. He just lets off the group with a mere warning. Sab kuch maaf, as they say in Hindi, everything is written off with one warning. And meanwhile, if you Google the SEBI website, you will see that the group files all kinds of consent petitions in between. Shirpur has done it. C has done it for some insider trading, whatever. 
these consent orders are not supposed to be like pay your way for wrongdoing. It's supposed to be that if you do it over and over again, the punishments have to get stricter. But it doesn't happen in India. The ED investigation also vanished. So all is quiet for the next four years. Now we come to 2012 and Naveen Jindal. See, was again making headlines for the wrong reasons. Here, then Congress MP Naveen Jindal, who's also the promoter of Jindal Steel and Power, accused this group and two high-profile anchors of 100 crore extortion attempt, which he had taped, and he filed an FIR. There were arrests. The anchors spent a few months in jail. And it looked like this time it was two powerful people, two members of parliament or people with that kind of political clout, and it would get somewhere. Nothing. After a while, the unsavory headlines vanished. A truce was brokered between the two. All the charges withdrawn, FIR dropped. End of story. So again, C is out. Now, all is quiet, at least publicly for a little while. Come 2018, you have the scandal with the mutual funds. So what is this about? Here, instead of pledging shares to divert them into other businesses with banks, which get reported to the exchange and to investors, Z managed to convince a bunch of mutual funds to turn from investors to lenders. And they structured a deal where nothing was disclosed and very dubiously and dishonestly turned lenders and lent money against shares to Z. When the price started falling, some of the mutual funds panicked and began to sell. When that big sale happened, suddenly there was this big selling pressure. The truth came out. Of course, SEBI action followed as usual. Weekly, the mutual funds got together, bought peace, saying that investors would be the losers, which they would. There were some punishment, some rap on the knuckles to the mutual funds. But once again, this time, Z was in more serious trouble because people were selling shares and mutual funds were exposed as lenders and they couldn't do it. They had to be repaid. So this is where Invesco, this large global investor, steps in comes to the rescue with an 11% stake, it's willing to look the other way at Z's past because apparently it had a private promise that there would be no such mischief again. That's what my sources tell me. Now, but Z, as it's won, did it again, which is what led to the Yes Bank problem. And now the two SEBI orders, which are much more difficult, saying that you can't hold a position in a listed entity, which really hurts because if you can't hold a managerial position or be on boards, you can't do all the mischief, you can't handle the accounts. So like, clearly, Subhash Chandra is like a cat with many lives and many names. The question is the sat order. With this kind of background, with the kind of detail there is, will sat stay the order and drag things? Will sat side with SEBI or will he get a clean shit again? I don't know. We will wait and watch. We'll come back to you with whatever happens. But I can only say that only the naive would bet on the possibility that Subhash Chandra is going to be in serious trouble again. Everybody else would want to sit on the fence. If you agree, share this video. Thanks for watching.